as much as her recommendations are binding, um, the president would have to give effect to those recommendations within some or be allowed some discretion um, in actually implementing that. Um, the only key components of this is that there must be a commission of inquiry and that the president cannot appoint the judge. As for the actual content of the terms of reference themselves, um, the president would still have the discretion to frame those terms of reference, provided that um, they address the material concerns in the report. So I think that's slightly overstating the content of the report itself. The second report would be, sorry, the second point um, would be that, again, as much as her recommendations are binding, um, it is still subject to court review. So if indeed people think that she overstepped her boundaries, um, they can still bring this before a court to amend whatever part of the report um, people think uh, violates any sort of norms of the separation of powers and so forth. And also in this report, uh, quite a bit of talk about the violation of executive ethics code. Um, if you yeah. could just uh, perhaps as a lecturer, just, you know, talk to us slightly about that. You know, give us a little more insight into what exactly this animal is. Yes. Yeah, so the Executive Ethics Code Act um, is basically the primary legislation governing the conduct of most public officials, specifically um, those in the executive um, and given an executive mandate. And so contravention of this particular act is unlawful. But very importantly, it is not a criminal offense. It is probably grounds for termination of a particular executive position, but it isn't a criminal act. Um, there's a separate piece of legislation dealing with um, specifically uh, corruption and racketeering and all those other kinds of crimes. And everybody's still studying this report at this time, um, 355 pages, so I'm not blaming anybody who's taking their time uh, to comb through this. But was there anything that stood out for you in particular? About the report itself? Yes. Well, um, I think what's really interesting about this report is that, um, very importantly, the public protector doesn't make final assessments about the allegations um, that have been brought against her. Essentially what this report is doing is investigating whether there is sufficient reason for a further investigation um, and hence why she recommended there be a commission of inquiry. So that's a very important distinction that I think um, South Africans need to remember. What she was doing is actually trying to investigate whether or not these allegations were baseless. And what she has found is that some of these allegations seem to actually be a cause for concern and seem to warrant further investigation by other bodies. These are not findings as to the guilt or otherwise of either the Gupta family or the president or anyone else named in the report, but merely whether or not there's sufficient grounds to investigate further. And then, of course, uh, for the skeptics, uh, they concerned about the rationality of um, some of the recommendations there, especially as it pertains uh, to the president and the setup of that commission, uh, looking, uh, you know, speaking possibly to a conflict of interest. And uh, how do you read that? 
I'm sorry, are you asking if um, there's a conflict of interest with who? Uh, yes, uh, because uh, it seems to suggest that there could be a possible conflict on in, of interest as far as the president is concerned. Uh, so, oh, okay. uh, and, 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 and people are uh, scathing of that particular uh, provision in that report. Right. Um, well, I mean, the president himself did admit, I think, in court papers in the EFF versus the Speaker matter, that he cannot be both judge and jury in his own case. So if anyone is taking issue with the provision of the report that disallows him from appointing the relevant judge who's going to head up this commission, the president, by his own words, has already admitted um, that he cannot be both judge and jury. So I think that concern ought to be dismissed um, on its face. As for whether or not there was grounds to doubt the president's integrity or anything of the sort, I think people need to make a distinction between a particular sort of indictment of someone's character and the possibility of abuse of a position by any person in that particular uh, position or who is charged with making that particular decision. And those two things are very distinct, and it seems like the public protector was far more concerned about the second kind of issue. She wasn't bringing the president's specific character or integrity into um, question, just merely that no president in his position, if they are going to form subject or form a subject of the investigation, should be able to choose the judge who's going to investigate him. Well, thank you so much for that uh, clarity there, uh, Humoto Moshikaro, who's a lecturer at UCT's Department of Public Law.